up, everybody. You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of ThatCast Network. Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, in the Pro District, and uh, it's the first episode of 2019, and I got D-Boy alongside me today. Happy What's going New on, Year. D-Boy? Happy New Year. 2019, <laughs> we made it. Wake up and win. I'm good. I woke up today. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. So, once again, first and foremost, Happy New Year to you all. Um, we made it. We made it to see another one. I'm definitely excited, you know, for the new year and what's to come in the new year. Um, and we'll actually get into a little bit of a reflection from last year. We didn't really do like a best of episode or we didn't really close out last season. I mean, last year, excuse me. Gosh, am I a sports talker <laughs> last season? Right. But we didn't really close out last year, you know, with kind of any words on how that year went. So we'll definitely get into that here pretty soon. But, um, First off, wakeupandwin.com. As you all know, go check us out. We got merchandise there for you. Wake up the letter N win.com. We have merchandise for you right there. Go ahead and check it out. Get you some swag. Um, you know, rock with Wake Up and Win for the year 2019. Also, um, I had the fortune of having a profile written on me. Uh, and Street Roots. Many of you have heard me talk about Street Roots often here on this podcast. Great, right. Great, yeah, it right. was a great write-up. Great write-up, definitely. Um, Street Roots is the organization that I work, uh, the publication, I should say, that I work for here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, in downtown Portland, the Old Town area. And, um, you know, they just did a write-up on me being the new face of Street Roots, having started there some months back. Um, it was kind of just a situation for a lot of the readers to get to know who I am uh, as the vendor program coordinator there and also as a staff writer there. So I write there, report there. Um, I work with the vendors there. It's, it's a great publication, one of the most prominent publications here in the market. So um, definitely you can go to news.streetroots.org if you want to find that story, um, get to know a little bit more about me. Go check it out, man. I, I really recommend it. It's dope. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, check that out. Now, I want to reflect a little bit on 2018 because, like I said, we didn't get the opportunity to do that. Um, and coming into 2019, we're we going to hit hard with the content today for sure. Well, we're going to hit as hard as we can because just like you all and just like everybody else, the world has kind of been on a break. <laughs> the world's kind of been on a holiday yeah, break. I've seen so many posts about back to adulting, back exactly, to real life. Uh, exactly. People been in pajamas. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even myself, I went back to California for Christmas. I spent about eight or nine days out there. Um, got to see family. Got to kind of hit the restart button so that I can come into 2019 with a bang. And I know many other people went and spent family time and went and visited their people and kind of just you know, did what you do, hopefully traditionally for the holidays. So, um, like I said, we're going to hit content as hard as we can today, but it's not too, too much going on because everybody's kind of been under a rock doing what they got to do. Right, right. We right, we right where we need to be, baby. Timing a is everything. Absolutely. But just to give a quick reflection on 2018, uh, for me and D-Boy, I want you to do the same here. Um, for me, 2018 was a good year. It was a good year. It was a really was good real year. Good. Um, I agree. I, I'm not the most superstitious person in the world, but 
I am even more of a fan of even years than I am of odd years. Me too. Um, not brother. to put a damper on anybody's 2019 here. Right. Because um, I expect 2019 to be just as good or really to be able to build off the good 2018. Better, better. Um, so I, I hope it's better. But I definitely am a fan of even years. Um, and 2018 was a good one. Coming off of... 2017 uh the end of 2017 was insane (laughs) it was rough had a couple of really 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 close family deaths um the justin and devon show surprisingly came to an end um speaking of the justin and devon show shout out to justin myers doing his thing doing his thing i don't know if i've ever really kind of updated you all on what he's been doing Um, and he'll be back here on the podcast. I actually saw him a few days ago. He'll be back here on the podcast and, you know, we'll do what we do. But um, he's now hosting The Bridge on NBC Sports Northwest. So Justin went from a radio guy to a TV guy. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, I'll absolutely. Absolutely. So he's on NBC Sports. Uh, Sports NB, ooh, NBC Sports. NBC baby. Sports Northwest. He's there. Um, he's on every day. I think he's on at 6 p.m. every day. Um, so, yeah, you can watch him on your cable television. It's also syndicated on radio out here as well. So, salute to Justin. Keep doing your thing over there. We'll get you here to uh, debate a little bit in the very near future. Um, but, yeah, the end of 2017, it was rough. You know, had some family losses. Um, Justin and Devon show came to an end. But 2017, I mean 2018, excuse me, picked right up. Um, at least for me personally in my profession, uh, I got to co-host the three on two podcast um, with the Oregonian and Oregon Live. That was really fun being able to cover the Ducks and the Beavers basketball programs and obviously covering Pac-12 basketball. Um, I ended up becoming a staff writer, wrote my first few articles with Street Roots. Um, that was definitely something that when I first became a broadcaster, I felt like I had to dabble into more than just that. And so I needed to get into the writing game uh, to be able to jump right in with a publication like Street Roots. Um, it was definitely it was humbling and it was also fun. And we're definitely going to build up on the writing game this year, too. We got a lot in store coming there as well. So um, that's definitely been really fun. Um, this here podcast got picked up by a network. Really dope. Uh, so we got the Wake Up and Win podcast, a part of that cast network now. Um, that's definitely exciting and something that we're going to continue to build on. Mm-hmm. Also got to do college play-by-play for college basketball games and do color, uh, college color commentating for basketball games. I actually got a couple games I got to do tomorrow and a couple of games I got to do the next day. So that's getting ready to pick back up for me. So just another thing that we're building off of. So although 2017 ended rough, 2018 for me was a good year professionally and like i said we're here in 2019 and i'm ready to build off of that so d-boy you reflect a bit on man that's a lot of stuff to you know what i mean get into a year and so i definitely think it'll be better uh than 18 even though it's an odd number (laughs) right right (laughs) yeah but as far as for me man uh i know we reference a lot of the fact that i do music i'm a music artist and so uh you know, a lot of the discussions usually reference back to music, even if it's related to politics or sports. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, musically, for me, I just want to say that 2018 was the best one that I've had so far. Um, as a lot of people know, as independent artists, it's a grind. It's like starting a business. The first few years is generally uh, 
what you call an investment period where you definitely taking a loss with money, paying for a lot of groundwork, a lot of groundwork. Right. And uh, some people never transition into a profit. Um, it's such a saturated game. And so um, I'm proud of myself. 2018 was the first year that I really profited music wise. Yeah. I dropped a project. Uh, I did hard copies that were really successful. Uh -huh. um, sold out uh, the Leo EP, sold out of the listening party, which was toward the end of 17, but kind of phased its way, you know, and worked yeah. itself through 18 as well. So um, as far as that, that was good. Uh, uh, also with the music, we did um, the Portland Trailblazers official placement. That yep. was a big deal. Um, I know I remember back in March being at the game and being on the floor while Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant is warming up a few feet from me and Damian Lillard a few feet on the opposite end and hearing my song played in the stadium. And really that was like the turning point of that where I was able to feed off that footage and Build and momentum. Just really build momentum yeah. into the point where, like I said, I've, I've had meetings and have been deemed the official, you know, song for the Trailblazers. So that was good in 2018. Um, you know, that's something that we start working and plotting on since I moved out here, dang near in 2016. So right. To see that all come out was good. Also, uh, I did some of the biggest shows of my life in 2018. Yeah. He was right there with me on for stage sure. to see. So, uh, you know, the fan base building and growing, the profit going up, uh, getting really familiar and into this podcast all the way was another big deal, too. Um, I, I came into the game not knowing much about podcasts and really just hearing what my brother had to say and what he introduced me to. And then to hear the feedback from people now really listening on a weekly basis and you know, really caring for my point of view and his point of view and seeing some of these numbers go up and all of that kind of stuff, like I said, that's a lot to fit into 2018, but it right. was all positive and successful, moved into a new spot, just a whole bunch, man. So I personally don't generally do New Year's resolutions, but you said something earlier about hitting a reset button, and I really feel like, you know, although 2018 was good, I feel like I still have more to grow and more to do. Absolutely. And step out of my comfort zone in certain things that I really want to tackle in 2019. So I feel reset, rejuvenated, and I'm uh, looking forward to this I year. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Now let's dig into some content because I've been wanting to talk about this since it happened. And we're going to start right off. We're going to hit with LeBron James. LeBron James showed up to the game last week, although he's injured and not playing. He arrived to the stadium on game day with a glass of wine in his hand. D-Boy, how do you feel about LeBron James on game day showing up with a glass of wine? I need to know. I got to know. <laughs> Time and a place for everything, man. Time and a place for everything. Uh, biggest sports icon, I think, in the world right now. Could we agree on that? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's uh, there. Right at, he's very, right at the top. Very of influential. Uh it's, 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 it's not a big deal, in my opinion. It's a glass of wine. It ain't like he showed up with a pint of Hennessy in his back pocket. It wasn't really raggedy, but like I said, I think it's a time and a place for everything. He could have did that, you know, down to the very second that he pulled up at, at the, at the uh, arena. But to actually, you know, be seen with a glass of wine at your place of business it's it's not right it's kind of like i know nba is different from a regular job per se but you're not going to be drinking on the job you know what i mean on the job or you're not going to call in sick or be hurt and 
you know, can't do your job to the best of your ability and be drinking wine on the side. So I don't agree with it being a good look, but also it's just a glass of wine. I, I think it'll be forgotten about. And, you know, yeah, I, I agree. I agree that it'll be forgotten about, but I have very mixed feelings about this entire situation. Very mixed feelings. So the mature me, the politically correct me, who I know how to be only sometimes, the parent, just the straight up basketball etiquette or what I see to be basketball etiquette would wholeheartedly disagree with what LeBron James did. Right. Just it, 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 That's just what it is. It whole, I've never done it. Um, and it's not really a popular thing, which is why it was definitely newsworthy. Sure, it's LeBron James. Anything he does is going to be newsworthy, but that's just not something that we see often. So I would say just along with all of the different me's that I just explained to you, going along with basketball etiquette is just something that you don't usually do. Right. But the part of me that accepts it mm. Is the basketball playing Devon Pouncey, the athlete Devon Pouncey. And I want you to hear me out on this. Um, When I played junior college basketball, I played at Diablo Valley College uh, in Concord, California, and I played for arguably the best junior college basketball coach in the state of California, Steve Coach Amiglio. Um, I mean, the program has been doing well well for years. When I went there, we were really good. He sent a um, lot of people a lot of sent places. Sent a lot of people a lot of places. Turned down a lot of big-time jobs because he felt it was his purpose to be coaching junior college basketball and changing lives, which I would say he did for my life as well. Um, so he was definitely one of my more influential coaches. And one thing that he always taught us and that he always instilled in us is that he's not a fair coach. And what he meant by that is no one player on this basketball team gets treated the same. So I see where you're going with this. you saying that basically it's LeBron James and he can – it's a different treatment for LeBron. It's a different exception. If it was uh, Tristan Thompson coming to the game Absolutely. with wine, it's a different story. Absolutely. But LeBron, you off right now. You in L.A. Absolutely. Sip your wine and, and Absolutely. Be and, mm. here's the, and here's why I say that. I, just to bring in a story from that particular basketball team that I think is interesting. One of my teammates, probably the most talented basketball player I've ever been on the same team with. And I played Goins. with a lot of talented players. His name was Brian Goins. Um, and Brian, he had a unique story. Um, he he, you can look him up and you'll and you'll find a story on him. Uh, he was homeless. He was a dynamite basketball player. Long story short, he got introduced to my college basketball coach. Came to an open gym, killed it. Coach helped him out. He ended up getting to a getting into DVC and he played on our basketball team. Um, but Goins was interesting though because Goins was 100% dedicated to the sport of basketball which I would say LeBron was. Goins was also the best player on our team, arguably the best player in the state of California. He was like right up there at the top of things of being one of the best players in the entire state in junior college basketball. But Goins was so committed to the sport of basketball that every day we would practice at like 2.30. Our practices usually went from like 2.30 to 5, 2.30 to 5.30. Um, and every day. Goins would come in and he would show up to practice at like 315. 
Now, mind you, this is my first year out of high school. I'm playing for a really good team. I was a rotation guy, but I was no starter. Wasn't the best player on the team. None of that. But I, I was a guy that played and you contributed. I contributed, yeah. and, and we had a lot of talent. We had a lot of talent on that team. Um, but Goins would show up late every day. He show up late every day, and. Our coach was no nonsense. He wasn't taking no games. Like, if it was me, if I were the guy showing up to practice at 315 every day, I would have probably been kicked off the team. In fact, our coach was so no nonsense that we only had 10 players on the team because he wanted to deal with as least many personalities as he could possibly deal with. Facts, but Goins facts. was the guy, best player on the team. So I remember we would have to run every day when Goins came into practice late. And that tells you how good he was because for a bunch of college guys You'll to be, be mad, willing to ready, run, whoopie. so mad, ready to <laughs> run for one of our teammates, we weren't feeling it. Well, ultimately, yeah, there was a day that came where that bubble burst, where we did get mad. We we refused to run and when Goins came into the gym coach basically got us in the huddle and he had a few of us at least the guys that weren't scared to speak myself uh, one of our captains bake Ronnie Baker right. uh, he had us kind of speak on behalf of the team on how we felt about this guy not coming to practice every day or not coming to practice on, on time, time I should say he did come but he came drenched in sweat because he was playing at an open gym somewhere else yeah. just hooping that's all he yeah. did was hoop and it showed on the court and so um, ultimately, it kind of turned into an argument. Goins gets mad and he quits. Like I said, had it been any other player on that team that got mad and was willing to walk out of that gym, coach would have let him walk. walk right out. See you later, alligator. He would have let him walk. Bye. I'll never forget, man. Our coach, he kind of walked with a limp. Uh, he had, like, some knee surgeries. He had knee issues. Man, I Chased when, him. <laughs> when Goins walk, was walking out of that gym, wait, 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 he quit. <laughs> I have never seen my coach move so fast in my entire life. Reconsidered. <laughs> he reconsidered. <laughs> so heavy. And, and, and here's the thing. Goins definitely made us a better team. There was no denying that. Sure, we probably could have reached a little bit of a higher potential. We had a high ceiling um, had he been just a little bit more committed. Like I said, he was committed to the sport. And he loved the team. He loved the game. So I'm not going to say he wasn't committed to the team. He just couldn't discipline himself to get to practice yeah, on time. Yeah, he needed that last game college, that open gym before he yeah, came to he practice. Yeah, he had to have it. He had to have it. He had to have it. <laughs> and so when I seen Coach run after him, I mean, with my own two eyes, I'm kind of like, wow. wow yeah. I have never seen this side of Coach. I've never heard of this side of Coach. I've seen him kick guys out the gym. I've heard him talk a gang of shit to us day in and day out in the locker room. And he, he felt like he kind of laid down and, and for that, he laid, that moment. I watched him do it. <laughs> but to his credit, like I said, one thing that he always told us that entire season leading up to that very moment was no one player on this team gets treated the same. And I bet he was on the team still, huh? Finished the season with us, all NorCal, all first team all state. Mm -hmm. all, I mean, he finished the year with us, like I said. And y'all didn't run no more for him being we late. We never ran any more ah. again for him being late. <laughs> it was great. Everybody's happy. But, but, but it was definitely something I learned, especially at the time. I'm 18 years old, and I'm playing with 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds. And a lot of people don't get to play 
18 and older or as a legal adult, a lot of people don't get to play competitive basketball. They don't get to play college basketball. I obviously had the fortune of doing that there and at the NCAA level. But that was one of the times where I really saw a coach tell us year in and year out that no one player gets treated the same. And then that happened. So when it comes to LeBron James, hey, I might not necessarily agree with what he did, but as a player, I'm more or less accepting of it because it's, it's LeBron James. <laughs> I respect it. And it shows in every aspect of life. It shows on the court. It shows off the court. You even think of LeBron James, the media member now. LeBron's got shows on HBO. He's got shows on Showtime. No knock to many of the other players, but if we want to start right here local in Portland, you got CJ McCollum doing a podcast. Very successful podcast. He's not on HBO. He's not on Showtime. Evan Turner just started a podcast. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure it's going to be well. I'm subscribed to CJ's. Right. You got the J.J. Reddicks of the world doing podcasts. Mm -hmm. You got uh, Vince Carter and those guys doing podcasts. The whole Nobody Landed on the Moon theory happened on a podcast of two players. Facts. So you're starting to see that. But when you look at LeBron James, he's on HBO. He's on Showtime while he's still playing in the league, mind you. So... It's just what it is, and as an adult athlete, as an adult basketball player, I'm actually accepting of what LeBron did. He didn't do anything illegal. I don't necessarily agree with what he did. I don't know if I've ever, and I'm a good, I was a good player, but I don't even know if I was ever in a position to be able to do that because I wouldn't dare try it. I wouldn't try. Yeah, <laughs> but and like I said, the fact that it was LeBron, I, like my problem with it, even though it's LeBron, and like I, I feel the comparison you made, but it's like he was drinking alcohol. That's the only thing, but it's and like that's it's why, wine, and, 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 and I that's do want to say that Goins was yeah, playing basketball, basketball and not drinking alcohol. Yeah, so, it's definitely a distinction. But I there. get where you're saying. Though, but the lesson that I got yeah. from it gave me yeah. the mentality of I get that, accepting sure. that the best players get certain treatment. That's why you get superstar right, calls. Right. That's why the world hates James Harden right now because he's absolutely destroying the league, and they're saying he gets too many foul calls. He's going to yeah, the line too point, much. Twenty-one this points is on all, free throw. Yeah. So it's like. Like, you know what I mean? That's just the game. And I got to witness it firsthand being a player. I've been the better player on certain teams, and I was able to get away with certain things that some of, some of my teammates couldn't get away with. And I've also been on the other end where I couldn't get away with things that Brian Goins was able to get away with. So, hey, as an athlete, I get it. I understand it. Like I said, as this mature media suit and tie guy, I don't necessarily agree with what LeBron James did, but hey, it is what it is. Facts. Up next, we got a uh, we got a little bit of conversation to do about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, point guard of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, we just we just gonna stick to basketball since we're already talking basketball. Plus, it's a listener question, and on top of that, with Damian playing for the Blazers, it's our Portland centric topic. So keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit thatcast.com for more great content on Thatcast Network. So towards the end of my California trip, I kind of put a post on my Instagram story and um, I was just, you know, talking about the trip and how it was a successful trip and how I was ready to get back to the grind, get back here behind the microphone, get this podcast on and cracking because that's just what I love to do is what we do here. And I missed y'all. I'll be honest, Wake Up and Win family. I missed y'all a lot. So I'm happy to be back, happy to be recording. Um, but 
you know, towards the end of 2018, uh, we started doing listener questions. So we had people who would reach out to us on social media and they would ask us particular questions. So the listener question that we got this week comes from Brian Proctor. Shout out to our guy, uh, Day B. Proctor. Day, Day one, Day one, all the way, all the way. We grew up with uh, Brian. I was going to say Seattle. Vallejo Mariners yeah, and all that. Yeah, all of that. All NJD. of that. NJD. Yeah, we, we go way back with Proc. And um, Proc DM'd me. He replied to the story, and he had a simple question for me. It was real simple. And the question was, Dame or Kyrie? Boy, was I excited that he asked that. Reason being is because me and this guy right here to the right of me has been debating about this for probably the last three years or so now. I would say about the last three seasons we've been debating, Dame or Kyrie, who you taking? Um, I always rocked with Dame, honestly. D-Boy was more so along the Kyrie side. Um, but basketball is a very fluid sport, as we all know. Things <laughs> tend to change. Lying. I'm still rocking with Dame. I don't know if D-Boy's rocking with Dame, Man, though. I jump ship so ah! heavy that I'm rocking with Dame hard. Uh, and, I mean, oh, you see I, what a Portland Trailblazer song will do man, to you? I've been seeing it. <laughs> I've been seeing it with my own, too. And it's it's a, it's an assassin. You feel me? It's a killer instinct. Um, not to say that Kyrie doesn't. I think, I mean, he was out the whole last season. Yeah, Correct. game ball last Yo, year. Yo, we had, we had this conversation back after I was on a high from seeing Kyrie basically win the yeah, Cleveland the Cavaliers yeah. a championship over the Warriors. Uh, LeBron definitely contributed. but LeBron also just called himself the GOAT over that very series. Yeah, yeah. He said yeah. that's when he felt he became the GOAT was when they won that series. Yeah, it was it was crazy because like I said, the last shot Which I obviously with, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. But the last shot was obviously like, you know, a memorable, impactful shot. But I feel like I just watched a segment of him really beat it. Like LeBron couldn't do it all by himself and it, it showed and Kyrie really stepped up. And so I was off a high from that when I was saying that. I knew Damian Lillard was always a superstar or an all-star in this league. But, uh, you know, I, I was just more on the Kyrie side, like he said. But after these last two years of seeing Dame live and direct, day in and day out, home game after home game play, it's no way I could say that still. It's no way. And, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm talking about 40 points after 40 points after yeah, he's a finding stunt. a way to win after game winners coming down to his hands more times than not him making it. Just the the composure, uh, me, what I'm seeing, the, his you know, relationship with the community and just all of that now is just shifting me into a different. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I do want to actually acknowledge that, that both of us have a bias. We're here in Portland. We live in the city of Portland. You got the Blazers song. I've covered the Blazers many a times. So, yeah, we got to see a lot more Dame than Kyrie. And if we're being honest, I think if we did a poll, uh, it would probably be more. I, I, I feel like I don't feel like if we did a poll, it would be more Kyrie, Kyrie people because for one, we live here in Portland. We got a lot of, Dame plays yeah, for the Blazers. Yeah. For two, we grew up in the Bay Area. Dame grew up in the Bay Area. So I feel like if I just went up on Instagram and did an Instagram poll, I got a lot of people that may favor Dame just because of the West Coast ties, the Portland ties, the Bay Area ties, etc. But I feel like if somebody in Texas did it, if somebody, if it was just a national poll for people to vote on, I do truly believe Kyrie would probably 
win the voting poll because, yes, he does have those moments in the NBA Finals where he showed out, and he's still having those clutch moments. I don't know if you saw Kyrie on Christmas, but he was oh, absolutely he was, electrifying. Saw, he he was miss. electrifying. He couldn't miss. He was killing. But that's Kyrie. That's what I'm saying. And <laughs> that's, that's Kyrie. Why, yeah, they, they, I think it's close for sure. But, but what I will also what say to that. What gives the edge? What I will also say to that is this. You mentioned Kyrie and the injuries. Kyrie's always been injury prone. See? The very first finals that they went to um, with LeBron, Kyrie was out. When they played the Warriors, when they lost to the Warriors on the Warriors' True. first championship, True. Kyrie missed that finals. Um, last season, Kyrie missed a lot. And you're just hoping and praying that he can stay healthy this year because it will be a very fun playoff if he does so. Dame's been available. We did an episode not too long ago, um, and, and we, the, the title of the episode was The Best Ability is Availability. Dame True. has been that. Now, as far as what else gives him the edge – I really 100% don't know <laughs> because you can look at Dame as a shooter and you can look at Kyrie yeah, as a shooter and there's not a defender as, as, as a driver, as yeah. a finisher, yeah. as a ball handler. Kyrie might have Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie is like I see right more steals and scrappiness out of Kyrie. You know what like, I mean? like just being honest. Yeah, you know what nah, I mean? Kyrie close. is literally like right there. So I think it's one of the toughest comparisons in the NBA. That's big um, game Dame. That's no big cat. game. We've seen many a clutch moments. And I, I, I recall the game. I was sitting right there front and center against the Lakers when Dame hit the step back game winning three. I've seen Dame do it live and in person. There's no experience that matches that. Um, but I also believe that, like you mentioned, Dame's scoring ability. And I'm just a huge believer as of late, especially in situation. You know Dame's what situation was different. And to see what Dame was able to do in his situation, not learning from a guy like LeBron and pretty much holding it down this entire time is very, very impressive to me without ever really having a leader that he's gotten to play with, that's especially kind of what to I the magnitude say of LeBron. Is like with Dame... I think it also helps, even though this isn't directly connected to talent, but it is connected to talent, is the fact that he's played in the same place. Absolutely. I'm able to see the records that he's breaking. Absolutely. You know what I mean? More consistent. It seemed like every other week I'm following the Blazers and he moved one step higher in the franchise with this or first to score this or, you yeah. know what I mean? So I see more accolades go to, you know, Dame's way. A and, lot more. And that goes back to us living here and being here. Yeah, I probably wouldn't pay as but, much attention. But it goes deeper than that because Kyrie left Cleveland. Right. Kyrie got tired of being LeBron's sidekick. Kyrie right. said, I want to go play somewhere else where I can be the guy. But like, then Dame I has seen, been right here. But then I haven't seen much of him in Boston. Like you said, most of the last year was the injury. He had injury. Yeah, but, I, but, I seen but him. You know, yeah, but and, and, and he hasn't lost it. He hasn't lost oh, no, a step. No, no, Kyrie is still that guy. So I definitely think it's a good debate. Shout out to but, me, but, Brock, but, but I'm definitely into situations, for sure. And Dame sticking with one team is very impressive. Um, and I've seen Dame have just as as many clutch moments as Kyrie if not more like I said some of it is bias a lot of it is just reality because Dame is that damn good and Kyrie is that damn good but one question that I also want to ask you pertaining to this topic is the point guard position I feel like Curry kind of changed things and then you saw Russell Westbrook come and start averaging a triple double from the point guard position and then you saw James Harden turn from a two guard to more of a combo guard and 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 being 
more so the primary ball handler with the Houston Rockets. And you've seen those three guys be the last three MVPs, and you've also gotten to see those three guys in a lot of ways change the game. You got to see Kyrie change the game in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You got to give Dame some credit for changing the game in a lot of ways. Um, But my real question would be, is it still a point guard's league? Because obviously you had the era where it was the league of the big man. Um, that was for quite some time. Um, and then I think you saw a transition into more of the, the league of the slashers. Obviously, Michael Jordan. Um, you had Kobe Bryant. You had LeBron James. You got Kevin Durant. Those type of guys became kind of the face of the NBA. Then it turned to Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Uncle Drew, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, those mm-hmm. type of guys. Do you see things transitioning away from being the league of the point guard, or do you think we're still in that space where point guards run the league? Uh, I think we transition in a way from I agree it. 100%. Yeah, I think, I mean, you got so many big dogs right now, and <laughs> it's so many, it's, it's just a variety. It's yeah, ballers, it's a, it, yeah, you know what I mean? I and, and it's not like the old traditional where the big man is boring, per se. You yeah. feel me? It's, it's, these big men can handle the ball, they can shoot the rock, they can make threes, they can, you know, so no, I, I don't think this. Yeah, the, I, I, I know, definitely. I think that definitely the impact of people like Steph Curry has definitely made it where this three-point shot is even more popular than it's ever been. And it's always been just, a popular not shot. Not even just the three-point shot, but the overall playmaking ability of guys 6'9 and above. You got Giannis. You got Anthony But that's Davis, what I'm saying. You, you as far as the big men, they, they're got, not boring. They can, yeah, they're athletic. Yeah. But, but the, I what think I'm that saying came is, from the influence of point guards, though. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So, I mean, but a lot of them are pairs. I'm saying more so to the youth right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think even more so than ever – you know, the impact on the youth, shooting threes and everything. You know, that's point guard, shooting guard related. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's everybody league right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the league is up. great. The league is definitely going up. Um, that's enough basketball for today, though. We talked some LeBron. We talked some Damon Kyrie. Um, we gave you what you needed for your Portland-centric topic. Once again, shout out to Brian Proctor. But next up, we got Taking Nails. Keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. Well, we made it, D-Boy. We made it to the first Taken L segment of 2019. <laughs> this should be interesting. And shout out to everybody. First of all, this segment been doing good. It has. People, people liked it. Yeah, people do enjoy this segment. Stirring it's, up some good conversation and all that. So Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, I'm glad we instilled this in there. Shout out to you for that idea. It's really working. Indeed, indeed. Like I said, we, we give you the formulas to win. Uh, we gave you the formula today on how to win, and how to be able to drink wine in a stadium, even though you're on the roster and it's game day. Be good. Be good like LeBron James. True, true. Be good like Brian Goins. Be one of those kind of players, and you can get away with doing certain things. That's how you win those kinds of battles. Um, We talked about the Dame and Kyrie battle, which we both gave it to Dame. Um, Dame's a pretty good player. He's a winner. His team goes to the playoffs every year. He's a stud out there. Um, So maybe look into what Dame does from Mm -hmm. time to time and see how Mm -hmm. he's having some success. For real. Um, 
obviously we talked about some of the positives and some of the ways that we won um, in the year of 2018 because we didn't really get to close out how 2018 went last year to kind of lead into us being right here today doing the first episode of 2019. So I don't know when 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 you fall down, get back up. I right. obviously mentioned right. 2017 was not the easiest year for either one of us. Mm. Uh, we got we got knocked down a lot in 2017, but we're just keeping at it. And things have definitely been happening in 2018, and we're going to keep at it in 2019. And hopefully those things, those positive things, those winning things continue to happen. So that was another thing. But now we got to talk about who took an L. So for me, who I have taken an L is very unfortunate because I don't want to have to do this, but it's Tiffany Haddish. Um, for those of you who may not know, Tiffany Haddish, she, uh, she's a comedian. Um, she's an actress. Actress, excuse me. I don't know why I just added that T to the, at the end, but <laughs> it happens when you talk too much. <laughs> she was an actress. She is an actress, I should say. Um, and she's very popular. She's been having a lot of momentum. Um, she had a very big show on New Year's Eve in Miami, so you know it was a big show and nothing too light happens in Miami. And she absolutely bombed the show. Um, she was forgetting jokes. She just didn't do a good job. She got slandered on social media because of it. Many of the people that went to attend put out tweets saying that they left the show early. Um, they put out tweets saying that, you know, she just didn't do well. Mm -hmm. And she came out and also said that she didn't do well. Um, she ended up going and having drinks with the fans. And like I said, it's very unfortunate. And here's the thing. We do have bad performances from time to time. Right. Um, and anything we do. Some podcast episodes are better than others. Some radio shows are better than others. Some songs, I Some write songs you write are better than others. Some basketball games you play are better than others. Some things in life is better than others. Some years are better than others. I.E. 2018 was better than 2017. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. 2019 is better than 2018 but we'll see how that goes um but you know things just happen that way but in the case of tiffany haddish where it hurts is and i don't like to put this kind of pressure on her because i don't even know if she wants or deserves this kind of pressure but she's gotten the pressure of holding it down for the female black comedians um, it's just a tough space for women to get into really a lot of industries. Mm -hmm. um, they're at a disadvantage. And Tiffany Haddish, especially as a black woman, is being looked upon as kind of the, the young lady that's carrying the torch. So to see her have this kind of moment, unfortunately, is just a losing moment. I, I'm not canceling her because of it. You know, I still support Tiffany Haddish, um, and I think she'll bounce back because I've had many instances in my life where I didn't do so hot either, and I had to bounce back. So mm -hmm. I'm supporting her in that realm. Unfortunately, she did take a loss. Um, she did prove um, Cat Williams right. <laughs> Cat Williams criticized her, like, maybe midway towards the end of the year. Um pretty much saying that we don't know how funny she is and a lot of people came to Tiffany Haddish's defense over Cat Williams. Now Cat Williams in this particular instance happened to be right, okay? We got to give him credit for that. But if I had to get at Cat Williams, I went and saw him not too long ago right here in Portland and, and he, he was wasn't the best. <laughs> and he wasn't the best. So if that makes you feel a little bit better Tiffany, he wasn't the best. Now 
I don't think his stage was as big as yours. It wasn't New Year's Eve in Miami. In fact, it was Cat Williams just being here in Portland fighting the case. And I actually would rather be in your position and bombing a show in Miami, even though it's a big show and it's huge to my career, instead of having to throw shows here in Portland right. because I'm fighting the case. That's just the situation that I'd rather be in. But way, bounce man. back. Stay strong. Stay steadfast. Um, you are still very... Um, important to a lot of young ladies that are looking up to you that may look like you and that have been seeing the success that you're having mm -hmm. but you did bomb this week i gotta give you the l yeah i agree especially if you really was just too ripped like you gotta yeah you gotta know I, and i, and I know to, she said know. she drunk after but i hope it wasn't a situation where she got drunk before and was just yeah just i it yeah, just i hope it was just didn't a bad have night. control yeah i just hope it was a bad night it happens <laughs> well uh, yeah i respect it Going on to me and my side of things with the Taken L segment, I pretty much, mine is a little bit more broad. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look at things, I use social media a lot. I'm one of those people who think social media is beneficial and good in so many ways. But, um, you know, people that just misuse social media and depend too heavily on it for certain things in 2019 are taking L's in my book. And what I mean by that is I'm starting to see too many people comparing lives and, you know, speaking on what other people's resolutions are and how the fact that they say they make a new resolution every year and all of that. I just, I don't think, I'm one of them people where I respect it. If somebody coming into a new year and for the past three years they've been saying they're going to do better or be better, one year might really click for them. As we know, it don't yeah. take long for a complete 360 180, in a life. 180, yeah. At least a 180 right, in a year, right, right, you know right. what I mean? But, I mean, I'm talking about even I seen Joe Budden tweet something where he said going into the year he was unemployed with a baby on the way and he left the year with five businesses and right. a fiancé. So yeah, he's having that's a 360, success. you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm not one of them people that's bashing everybody else's New Year's resolutions and stuff, but my whole thing is we got so much to focus on within ourselves and within our own beings. A lot of topics we cover that, you know, are relatable to you people, such as, you know, mental health situations and some of these worldly events that take place that affect us all on a personal level in different ways. So, you know, my challenge to the people who I feel this way about is to stop taking L's and start focusing more on yourself. You know what I mean? Use it for what it's worth. And, uh, you know, let's all just be better because it's, it's too, social media is causing a lot of people to put themselves in jail, put their business out there, fraudulent, all kind of stuff. Just use it the right way. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, I think it's interesting because I talked about maybe maybe it was the last episode or the episode back or before that. Definitely on the last episode, we talked about Merritt Paulson, the owner of the Portland Timbers. Right. And him retiring from social media. Okay. Um, and I think the episode before that we talked about um, we were talking about like the content and all that stuff and just kind of how things are going. So I definitely agree in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. you know, that um, social media, you just got to be careful with it. That's right. all I would say. It definitely can be beneficial. But if it's one of those if you're one of those people and it just hasn't been doing much for you or your situation is staying the same, maybe you need <laughs> to take off a page take a out of in. Mary Paulson's book and retire. That's all I'm saying. Take a <laughs> break, take it off. You know what I mean? Maybe. I see a lot of He's depressing. a successful guy, so right. if he's doing it, you know, right. sometimes you got to do what successful people do to 
become successful. And if that's your coping <laughs> mechanism and your outlet, if you really got nobody to talk to or you got to put certain things out there or do certain sure. things to each his own, you know what I mean? I'm not saying go ball up in a turtle shell and not you know, be open with certain things you feel. But I think just a lot of personal information and feelings that are overboard get shared. A lot of comparison and criticism on other people and what they're doing is taking place. I think it's a hell of a business tool. I think it's even a good interactive social tool. Yeah, for it's sure. Social media, you know, but for sure. we, we see a lot of a lot of misuse. And I'm just saying if you still have, doing have that, a purpose behind have what a you're purpose doing. behind what you're doing and right. also know that just like we're advancing, technology is advancing, and they're trying to find more ways to crack down on, you know, some of the misuse that's happening. You know yeah. what I mean? Soliciting sex and nudity to, you know, selling drugs and advertising guns and having unregistered just, jobs just, are looking at it for whatever the blazer. reason. Yeah. Like I said, when I had the meeting with the Blazers, they told me they looked at my page to make sure on Facebook and Instagram that it was nothing you know that wow. that, that was you, you know, represent an NBA because team. I'm representing the NBA wow. team so they said they went and checked both of my social medias to make sure before they would have that meeting and say we're behind this and we're going to basically introduce you to the other uh, connections that we have such as you know this, their social media team content right. creators all of it they're going to have a playlist soon all of these different things that they weren't going to throw me to lob until they knew that I was clean on social media. Wow, so that's that's Don't that's let great. it block your blessings, Yeah, man. there you go. That's great. That's great stuff right there. Um, But we're going to end the very first show of 2019 the only way that we know how, and that is to let you all know to stay woke and, and go, go win. win.